Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast on this game day as the Saints are playing Monday Night Football against the Carolina Panthers. That game is in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. Starts at 6.15 on ESPN. The Saints are 1-0 after that win over the Titans last week, and they're looking to start their season 2-0 for the first time since 2013. Saints beat the Titans 16-15. Panthers lost to the Falcons 24-10 to open the season, so the Panthers are 0-1 for the rest of the NFC South. The Falcons came back to beat the Packers yesterday, and the Bucks defeated the Bears, so both of those teams are now 2-0, so the Saints really would like to keep pace. The Panthers have their new quarterback, number one overall pick, Bryce Young. In that first game, he threw two interceptions. However, he did show an ability to escape some pressure. He did struggle to get the ball downfield, and their new head coach, Frank Wright, said that they really want to look for more chunk plays in week two. Bryce's longest pass play went for just 14 yards in game one. Oh, we'll see how the rookie shows up on a Monday night stage. As far as injuries heading into this game for the Saints, they're really hoping to get running back Kendra Miller back. However, he is listed as questionable going into this one, as is safety JT Gray. Both were out last game. For the Panthers, their wide receiver DJ Tark, who also missed week one with a hamstring injury, is listed as questionable. He is Carolina's biggest deep threat and could definitely help out Young. So we'll see if he actually gets to go in tonight's game. If he is healthy, he will start opposite Adam Thielen. Already going into this game, we've talked about how cornerback J.C. Horn is out and they have two starting guards that are out in this one. Panthers really relied on that run game in game one, but they'll be without starting guards, Austin Corbett and Brady Christensen, who are both on injured reserve. Christensen got hurt in that first game. Along the same lines, the Saints really would like to run the ball a little bit more themselves in game two. Game one, they only had 27 carries for 69 yards. However, the Panthers, they didn't do very well against the run. In game one, they allowed 130 rushing yards, two touchdowns on 26 carries against the Falcons. So it could be room for the Saints to really get their run game going a little bit more behind running back Jamal Williams. The Panthers have won three of the past four meetings and can even the overall series with the win. So the Saints really need to break that streak. They got swept last year. Want to get the win tonight, get to 2-0. And to help us break down this game a little bit more is Westwood One's play-by-play broadcaster, Bill Rosinski. Rosinski joins John Shazer and myself. Bill, thank you so much for joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast. I know people can't see it, but I do like the UNC hat that you have on. I went there, so i got to give that a shout out. But going into this Monday night football matchup, it is a new look Panthers team, new head coach, new quarterback. What have you seen from them that's different from the Panthers that we might have faced in the past? Well, uh, for me, it's back to the future because I was the voice of the Panthers back in ninety. Five when they first started and Frank Reich was their starting quarterback and Dom Capers was their head coach. So here's Frank Reich now with this team as the head coach. Uh, Dom is an assistant. He's uh, an advisor on the defense. So it's uh, 
uh, it's kind of fascinating. Uh, You know, they're starting a rookie quarterback. And, you know, unlike 95, Frank had come in from Buffalo and was a seasoned guy. They had drafted Kerry Collins. And it's, it's just different when you throw a guy in. Times have changed. Most of the time back in, in those days, a rookie sat and watched. Ask Aaron Rodgers. Ask a lot of guys. Uh, but you, Young's the number one pick. So that's the biggest difference on this team. They had Cam Newton for a long time. And I know, you know, they had some heated games. Panthers Saints have been uh, a, a pretty interesting matchup over the years. And now, now they, they think they found their guy here. But the biggest difference Saints fans will be looking at tonight is the fact you got a rookie quarterback. You've got a team trying to find its identity. They're a pretty good defense. Uh, and the other thing is they've got a banged-up offensive line. And you put a rookie quarterback with a banged-up offensive line, bad things can happen. I watched him play. I was at the, at, at the game in Atlanta last week. Uh, he was pretty poised in the pocket. Those interceptions he threw were not because he was pressured. It was because he had bad reads. So I think that's going to be a big key tonight. He's got to cut down on the mistakes. Uh, and I don't think the fans in this town, in Charlotte and Charlotte right now, uh, they don't know what they have. I don't know if this team knows what they have right now. And it's a learning process. You know, having said that, Bill, do you expect a jump out of Bryce Young? Because he's one of those guys, as you mentioned, he was drafted number one overall. He displayed a lot of poise at Alabama. And that was one thing that Saints said about him, even in the season opener, was that he was a poised customer, even though he had the, the couple of interceptions. Yes, exactly that. And uh, he engineered you know, the, the touchdown drive was good. Uh, Hayden Hurst threw his first touchdown pass into the stands, but they were fortunate enough to get the ball back. Uh, I think they're going to have to rely a lot more on their running game this week. Uh, you know, they've got Hubbard, Sanders, and I think that's a pretty good one-two punch. They should get uh, DJ Chark back for this game. He did not play in the opener. And that's been their big thing. You know, Moore, Moore has gone to Chicago. And who's he throwing the football to? Hurst was a popular target. Uh, you know, they also signed uh, Adam Thielen uh, as a free agent this year. But I think that's their big question mark. Who's his, who's his number one guy? And you got a lot of veterans in that same secondary. I, I think that's going to be an interesting storyline tonight. How many looks are they going to throw at Bryce Young? that he's going to recognize what's going on. It's a learning process. And with that Saints secondary, uh, I think there could be some problems tonight for him. So would that mean that they might, as you mentioned, lean more to the running game? I mean, the Saints struggled against the run last year, uh, didn't do well against the run in the season opener. And we know Carolina, once they get it going, uh, they can run the ball pretty well. And, of course, you know, running game being the best friend of a rookie quarterback. <laughs> Exactly right. I, I think that's true. What was Woody Hayes' line? Uh, uh, when, when you throw the football, three things can happen, happen and two of them are bad. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that I think they're going to come out tonight and establish, try to establish the running game. And that will be key. And you're right. I, I watched the Saints game last uh, week against the Titans. And, uh, you know, it's funny watching Derek Carr throw for under three, over 300 yards and you scored 16 points. But part of that was you couldn't run the football. And until maybe you get Kamara back, uh, that's going to be the case. Yeah. When you look at Carolina's defense, what are you seeing? Because, you know, obviously we know we know Brian Burns and we know the things that he can do. Uh, but what are you seeing defensively? 
Well, you know, they've, they've gone back with capers there. You go back to the, to the three, four and that that's their defense this year. So, you know, in the three, four, the linebackers, you know, usually the defensive linemen are there to take up space, take up blockers and the linebackers run free. God bless them. I was here in 95, the voice of this team when Sam Mills uh, led that defense and you could tell then how good that Panther team was back in 95, 96, led by Sam. They had, you know, Lamar Latham, Kevin Green, and those guys. Uh, so it's a lot, you know, Shaq Thompson's a good linebacker. Burns was a beast last week. If you watch that first half against Atlanta, you're like going, and this guy's playing for a contract. It's a bizarre situation because he it was a hold-in. He was hanging around during that week leading up to the Atlanta game last week. Didn't practice much. He showed up. He was there. But on game day, that number zero was on the jersey, and he was wrecking havoc. They adjusted in the second half to him. And I think that's something the Saints are probably paying attention to. What did Atlanta do in the second half to slow down Brian Burns? So that means uh, Frankie Louvu, Shaq Thompson uh, might have to make some more plays. And Derek Brown has played a defensive end for these guys. Derek Brown's been playing really well for them. I mean, this is a Panther team that people were looking at coming into the season, like, okay, you got a rookie quarterback. Let's rely on the defense to make plays, get some turnovers. Let's run the ball offensively and see what happens. And, you know, last week it was the Panthers, you know, turning the football over, and that was the big key in that loss. And yeah, you mentioned Brian Burns. He had – one and a half sacks, a tackle for a loss, and a forced fumble all in the first quarter last week. So definitely need to, to limit that. How important do you think a good start is going to be in a game like this? Oh, I, I think every week for this team, they have to get off to a good start. Uh, you know, against Atlanta, it would, you know, the defense kept them in the game against Atlanta last week. In fact, the Falcons surprised me yesterday, the way they were to come back against Green Bay and win that game. Uh, Ritter may have gotten a little bit better yesterday. I still have some question marks about him. But yeah, well, you've got a rookie quarterback out there, Aaron. It, it's a matter of growing in confidence. And I will say this, Frank Reich is kind of like the quarterback whisperer. Uh, he was with the Eagles when they won their Super Bowl. He went to Indianapolis. I, I think I kind of think he got hosed in Indianapolis with the situation they were in with the quarterback. They signed Matt, Matt Ryan last year, and the owner got involved. But uh, they've got some really good coaches on this team. So I think Young's in a really good position there. But it's a matter of making plays. He's going to have to, at, at some point, he's going to have a third and 10 or a, a third and 15 where he's going to have to make a play down the field. And as I mentioned before, who's who's the wideout? Who's the guy that, you know, you guys know, for so many years it was Steve Smith here. I mean, Smith mm -hmm. wrecked havoc with the, with the NFL. And, and DeLome had that relationship with him. And then was Cam Newton. Here you're trying to find out who's the guy. And right now, I can't tell you who it is. See, and John would tell you that that scares him because he always feels like that means that Young's going to break out for a great game today and a big <laughs> stage and da-da-da-da-da. So <laughs> hopefully you, the Panthers, don't find their guy tonight. But looking at the Saints, how different does Derek Carr make this team and, and how much of a threat in the NFC South does that change things for the Saints? Well, when I looked at this team at the beginning of the season and you looked at the division, Mayfield taking over, well, four new quarterbacks, let's put it that way, in the division, Bryce Young here, Mayfield in Tampa, and Derek Carr comes in. I've always liked Derek Carr. I think he's a he's a quality quarterback. 
He's not Drew Brees, but he's got a great arm. He can make plays. I think he's a leader. And we saw a little bit of that last week. I, you know, I was watching some NFL film stuff where that long pass he threw, I think it was to Shaheed, maybe near the end of the game. Uh, and they talked about it on the side. He says, I think I got this. Let's run that play. You just take off. I'll get you, I'll get you the football. That's the type of guy he is. He, he's you know, you look back at his record, he's got a lot of Raider all-time quarterback records, yards, touchdown passes, things like that. So I think he's He's the real deal. I, I would put the Saints in when I ranked them at the beginning of the season, and heck, we're into week two. Uh, I thought this was the best team because they got a pretty good defense. You get Kamara back, you got a running game, and the two. You know, if, if Michael Thomas is is ready to go, and it certainly looked like it last week, and you've got Olave, there's a lot of weapons on this team, and I think Carr's the guy. Now, can Mayfield keep doing it in, in Tampa? I have no idea if that's going to happen. But uh, to me, the Saints are the best team right now in the NFC South. You know, Bill, the Saints are in a unique situation in terms of their specialists, two rookie kickers. Um, obviously, if you're Carolina, you want to keep it close because you're at home. But is, is it even more imperative to put it in the kicker's hands, a, a rookie kicker who looks about 12? I mean, Blake Groupie <laughs> did have a really nice opening for the Saints, but it'll be his first NFL game outside in hostile territory uh, on Monday night football. Yeah, and I think you know a lot of people will be watching him before the game. How long a kick is he making? This is an outdoor stadium. Weather's supposed to be very nice. I will I will say that there's not supposed to be a lot of wind. Uh, we're going to have a high in Charlotte today of about 80 degrees. It'll be maybe low 70s when they kick it off tonight. So it, it's not going to be a, a windy day. It's not going to be a wet day. So I would think early on we'll find out if these guys, you know, the first extra point, the first long field goal try he has. We'll see if it can happen, if he, he's got that confidence level. I think the first kick's always key. I was watching the Patriots guy last night, and, uh, you know, he makes that kick. First time he – they didn't even try a field goal the week before, so he's a drafted guy, makes the kick. You know, Eddie Pinheiro is an interesting story for Carolina. He's their kicker. I was at the game in Atlanta last year. It was that bizarre game where the Panthers tied it on a, a long bomb at the end of the game, Pinero comes on to kick the extra point. And you remember they had a personal foul penalty. So he's kicking like a 45, 50 yard extra point, which he missed. Then in overtime, he's got a chip shot field goal to win the game. He missed it. Falcons end up winning the game. And I'm waiting for Pinero to be on the cut list on, on Monday. <laughs> they stuck with him. And you know what? He has never missed since. So Pinero's got a lot of con as far as the kicking game is concerned tonight. If there's an edge, I would give it to Carolina, but that's probably the only place I give them an edge. Yeah. Now, Bill, you got Carolina. I looked in your background. You've done some some Falcons too. Um how how did you not get to Tampa? Well, <laughs> you made you made well, the circle in the NFC let me, South. Let me tell you this. Uh well, Gene Deckerhoff was in Tampa. It was hard to un <laughs> un unload on Gene Deckerhoff. Now Gene uh, is still down there. So no one's replacing Gene Tech Deckerhoff. Jim Henderson, I knew when I, you know, he was doing the Saints games for a long time. And I will tell you this when the Saints were looking just a couple of years ago for another play by play guy, I did talk with someone from the, I don't know who the ownership group is that owns the radio station. I did talk with them. I was interested in the position uh, for a number of reasons. And not top on the list, but, you know, how many guys could say they'd be in the 
they've been the play-by-play voice for three teams yeah. in the same division in the National Football League. Obviously, it didn't work out, but uh, you know, I've been the voice. I was I was in Atlanta when Glanville was coaching down there, 92, 93. Yeah, Deion Sanders helicoptering to Braves games. <laughs> Andre Risen's girlfriend was burning down his house. I mean, and Glanville was leaving tickets for Elvis. And that was my indoctrination into the NFL. I'm going, wow, is every team like this? Well, it wasn't. Carolina was a little different. Bill Poley and Mike McCormick, the founders of this team, as far as uh, you know, putting the football team on the field, that was a totally different operation. So uh, it, it's been a fun. I've been at this a long time, and uh, you know, now I'm doing stuff for Westwood One and Compass, doing national games. Uh, I work for PGA Tour Radio. I call golf shots. Uh, on the radio and uh, have gotten to go to like British opens, U S opens, things like that. So it's been a, been a fun career for me. I want to keep it going. I'm, I'm loving this thing and uh, looking forward to going back to bank of America stadium tonight. Hey, you know, you know, Carolina has been a traditional difficult opponent for the saints, especially, especially here in Charlotte. Um, is this, but th- is this, looked at as a rebuilding year of sorts? I mean, the rookie quarterback and everything, or does Carolina look at the division and say, you know what, we, we've got just as much stake in it as anybody else? I think when the season starts, as we get this underway, I think they, they, they think they've got a shot just because of what we've already discussed. The new quarterbacks coming in, a, a lot of unknowns in the NFC South. But I think realistically, rookie quarterback, I mean, go back and look at how rookie quarterbacks have played, even Peyton Manning, uh, Andrew Luck. These guys, it took them a while to learn it. And I think overall, as far as this football team is concerned, front office-wise and with the with the players and staff, they are rebuilding. You, you, that's the only way you can you can look at this thing, I think, realistically. Now, if you're a fan and you're paying to be in that stadium tonight, you're not thinking about rebuilding. You want to go out and win. This this, this is a good rivalry. Uh, it's funny because when I went to Atlanta in 92, I didn't realize the hatred between the Falcons and the Saints. I had no idea how nasty that rivalry is. I think it's unknown in parts of the league. Uh, and I think Carolina's big rivalry when I was doing the games was with Tampa because the Bucks were – the team to beat back then, you know, they had gone to the one, a super bowl Gruden was coaching. Uh, I always thought the I 85 rivalry with Atlanta would be something, but that's kind of been so, so, uh, so I'm looking forward to tonight and, uh, to answer your, go back to answering your questions, a rebuilding year, I think, give them a, give Bryce young a couple of seasons. Uh, but if you're a fan, <laughs> you don't want to hear about it. <laughs> it is pretty interesting. The Atlanta Saints rivalry is pretty intense. There isn't one like it between the other NFC South teams. But tonight, the Panthers got the Saints both games last season. It's a Monday night football game. When you get to call games like this, I know the players say they don't get more excited for any game or another, but do you kind of get a little more amps for a a division game and prime time? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's uh, first of all, I get amped for any NFL game I do. Uh, It's fun. I grew up in Buffalo. I went back to Buffalo last year. I did the Bills Dolphins game for Westwood one. Uh, It's exciting. It's it's the most popular sport in this country. And when you have that stage on Monday night now, granted, there are two games tonight. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Brown Steelers are going to take a little bit away from it. But it's just the 
you know, and I remember when Monday Night Football started, you know, we, we could only watch two games on Sunday, one and four o'clock. Mm. And then mm-hmm. Monday Night Football came along. And Monday Night Football with that original crew, you know, Dandy Don and Howard Cosell, Frank Gifford, uh, it was an event. It was something special. Now, Sunday night's kind of taken over that role. Sunday night is like the, the, you know, the big deal to be on. But Monday night is still there. It's very special for the players and the coaches. And I think that's another key today. You know, I look at this game, and Frank Wright told Bryce Young, this is going to be his first Monday night game, obviously. And he said, look, relax during the day. It's a long day. You're going to have to wait. You're thinking about so many things. Instead of going to the, going to the stadium at 9 o'clock for a 1 o'clock kickoff, you got to sit around all day in that hotel room and think about what you're going to do. So that, I, I think that was good advice for Frank. But it's a big stage. It's uh, it's special, and I'm looking forward to tonight on national radio. Yeah, is your golf voice different than your football? <laughs> well, I have to talk really low when I'm by the green. <laughs> Fifteen feet, Rory McIlroy for birdie. He made it. You know, so yeah, yeah. Your golf voice. <laughs> trust me. I've backed some guys off shots because of my voice. I learned a long time ago to where to stand and don't get these guys upset. You don't want them missing a putt because you were talking. Oh, that's great. What have been some of your favorite memories of Saints Panthers games in the past? Oh, wow. Well, you know, I, I guess um, when I was with Atlanta, just realizing the rivalry. And, and don't forget, when, when I was in Atlanta, uh, Chris Miller was the starting quarterback, but then they signed Bobby Hebert. That's a game I remember. Bobby Hebert came back to lead uh, the, the Falcons into New Orleans, and he won the game. I, I remember him, and he was running around. He had his arms out like he was flying yeah. around the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> you remember yeah. that? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, now one see one of the thing one of the things with the Saints and Falcons is you know they were expansion teams at, at around the same time, and the NFL kind of essentially banished them to the NFC West division with San Francisco and the Rams, and so the two expansion teams about the only teams they could beat were each other, so that's kind of where it started. I mean they really really developed a dislike because they weren't good enough to beat the Niners, they weren't good enough to beat the Rams but they were good enough to kind of beat each other. So that's where that thing really started. They came in at the same time. You know, there's always been a, you know, a side eye toward each other. They don't like each other and they were bad at the same time. And then they were trying <laughs> to make the climb at the same time. And the only teams they could beat were each other. And so that's where the bragging rights came from. And that's where, that's where it really started. I mean, they just, they genuinely do not like one another as franchise. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as far as my Carolina experience with New Orleans, you know, we had Jake DeLone, you know, Cajun guy, yeah. former, former Saint. I mean, you know, uh, you know, it, it, it took I could I usually could understand what a bear was saying most of the time. A lot of a lot of the players in, in Charlotte, when Jake got in the huddle that first time, they were like looking at each other going, what did he just say? Uh, but yeah, I, I, I love Jake alone. He's on the radio broadcasts, uh, yeah. the team. uh, but, uh, so I remember stuff like that from these, these, these games. Yeah. Well, I know it's going to be a fun game. We have a long time to wait as you alluded to before it gets underway. What's your usual routine before a game? Well, for, I don't do a lot of night games, but, uh, 
you know, during the week, I do my fair share of homework. I try to go on the internet, look at the papers, what they're saying, and I've got all the game notes. Uh, today, it's just a matter of finalizing. I'm working with Tony Baselli. I've never worked with Tony before. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to come up with some things we can get into during the course of a game. One question I'm going to ask him tonight, because the Panthers have two backup guards playing. Mm. And I don't know the answer to this question. And there's probably 32 different answers. But I I'm going to ask him, what the what's the level of difference between the quality of play you get from a starting offensive lineman in the league to the guy who's backing him up? Now, obviously, there's a reason the guy's starting. But is there a big difference? Is there a huge gap? Is there a little difference? I'll be fascinated to see what this, what he says because, honestly, I don't know what the answer to that question is. So, so that's that's kind of what I do during the course. Of, you know, come up with ideas we're going to talk about, and then sadly, as a broadcaster for a national game, you think about things you're going to talk about if it's forty to nothing in the third quarter. Yeah, hopefully it's forty to nothing Saints, and uh, I won't feel too bad for you. <laughs> I I definitely appreciate the time, John. I are happy to be able to talk to you and and enjoy the game oh thank you very much this has been a pleasure uh it's nice to reminisce uh about these games and i hopefully we've got a good one tonight a close one and if the saints win it i'll be happy for you <laughs> thanks bill all right you got thank it guys you. anytime Really appreciate Bill taking the time this morning before what's going to be a very long night ahead. That is a Monday night football game, 6-15 on ESPN. Don't forget to watch there if you're not out there at Bank of America and didn't make the trip. And make sure you tune in to our pregame show, which starts an hour before kickoff on NewOrleansSaints.com. I'll be there following the game as well with Scott Shanley. We'll have a full breakdown. John DeShazer will join us from Charlotte. And we'll hear from head coach Dennis Allen and the players on what we really hope is a W. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. I hope you're getting excited for that game tonight. And we will talk again on Wednesday. Go Saints! Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast.